Welcome to Business Partner Partners. Uh, I'm Chrissy. No, no. <laughs> Come on. I don't want to play that. It's too early okay, in the morning. I'm Ryan. <laughs> I'm Chrissy. And today we're here with our friend Tabby um, Cooper. Uh, today we're going to be changing up things a little bit and having Tabby kind of uh, give some perspective on her experience uh, and knowledge of us as a couple and running a business together. And so um, I want to give Tabby a chance to enter herself, but I want to first say that I knew Tabby first. Uh, Tabby and Chrissy definitely probably talk more than Tabby and I do these days, <laughs> but uh, I remember meeting Tabby a long time ago. You had just moved to town and you wanted to interview me just because you were just talking to people, just listening, which is something you're very good at. Um, and you were starting Greenville Goods, I remember. So, um, yeah, that's. I just wanted to throw that out. I knew Tabby first. So, <laughs> Tabby, just a couple second intro of yourself and who you are and what you're doing in life right yeah, now. Yeah. Because I don't even you. know if I know yeah, what you're doing I'm, now. Quite possibly not. <laughs> um, so, moved to Greenville in 2013 and have loved this city since we've moved here. Never leaving. Um, currently, I uh, live near Mountain Goat which is our deepest connection. And I'm a mama to two boys. I have a husband and I also get to help people go from where they are to where they want to be. And usually the focus is financial. So for me, it's really fun to get to see people, um, reach, achieve, exceed their goals. Nice. Yeah. So one of the reasons too, that we wanted you to come on was because of, like you said, being close to mountain goat and you've also, seen it pretty much from the very beginning of like where we started to where we are now. So I feel like you have some good insight and perspective. And also, I mean, I remember the days when we were trying to make our kitchen DHEC certified and you were coming in and like trying to say like, Hey, well, what if you put this here, or this here, just because <laughs> you have those organization skills too. So, um, I think our listeners, listeners will enjoy hearing kind of how you've been a part of it and your perspective. That's very like intentional. I feel you, you see things a different way than a lot of people do. And I think that's a, a strength you have. And I think I'm intrigued to, to chat with you and just kind of hear more about what you think about us and have you ask us questions. <laughs> yeah, it's dangerous. yeah I'll, I'll tell a little bit about that. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I originally met Ryan and just wanted to get to know more about Ryan and goat and then eventually mountain goat, which was the climbing gym. Mm -hmm. But the original connection was with the t-shirt printing. So it's prints. Yes. That's yeah. right. So, um, Mikey and, and some other kids, um, because I asked them to print shirts for, um, one of the first businesses I started and that was the immediate connection. Um, and then I've just got to watch y'all figure it out and <laughs> morph it from what it was to what it is and then offer any assistance I could throughout. But um, a big connection to the current location of Mountain Goat is I actually represented the seller of that building. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so, you know, in my, the deepest desires of my heart, I'm like, okay, something really good is going to go in this small <laughs> engine shop. Because it's my neighborhood. It's, you know, three blocks from my house and wanted to see something go there that could just you know, help the neighborhood instead of stay neutral or possibly hurt it. I mm -hmm. wanted it to be something that would bring us all closer. And so that for me was just a really, really cool moment. Um, and a moment where I could lean in even more. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, thank you for including me in the, the kitchen evolution that that was really fun. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. 
Do you want do you want to talk about? I guess you kind of mentioned you and Tabby. I don't know if you have a specific story about meeting Tabby. Not really. I feel like Tabby's just one of those pers- people that just kind of like seeps into your life and you don't really realize how it's happening. I think everybody has that, those kind of people. They're just yeah. like, you're always there and you're always offering me great advice. I'm going to keep coming to you. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love talking to people about books and about life. And, and like you said, Ryan, thank you. I love listening. I love hearing yes. about your experiences because I get to learn from that. Um, another fun fact about my love for mountain goat and goat is uh, Mary Neal. Mm-hmm. Y'all introduced me to Mary Neal, That's and she right. has become family to us. Mm-hmm. So Mary Neal helped me guide 14 women in the woods to raise <laughs> money for goat. And that was a huge moment in my life. I was actually pregnant with my second kiddo and just spending that much time in the woods and, and just learning about ourselves and, and raising money for a good cause was was pretty cool for us. And now Mary Neal is just a staple in our life. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because of y'all. <laughs> yeah. Well, so just a little background on Mary Neal. So we have so many just people that kind of intertwine every sector of our life, but Mary Neal, um, she was an intern at goat when she was in college. And then she came on staff full time at goat once she graduated from college. And now she's in the real estate biz, but is around all the time still. And just kind of one of those people that sticks around and can't get rid of her. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like me. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for having me and Mary. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you want to kind of get started with some questions yes. and, um, again, anything you want to throw in or curveballs, we're open to anything we can yeah. think on our feet. No off limits. No, yeah. no off limits. <laughs> this I can be it. explicit <laughs> if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I am going to start, um, just by asking some of the questions that we discussed. Um, and then as the conversation flows, I'll, yeah. I'll diverge. All right. So talk and explain the location of Mountain Goat and the challenges and opportunities that you have with it. So <laughs> I live very close in the neighborhood. And I think for me, I, I would understand the challenges because I've been there a long time. But yeah. for your listeners, I think it'll be helpful for them to see um, things you've dealt with. Yeah. The hard, the bad, the good. So Ryan, why don't you talk about why we decided on that location? Yeah, we, and we've talked about this before when we kind of did the origin story, but the idea was, Tabby, like you mentioned, like you were around and part of the climbing gym too. The climbing gym was great. The kids loved it, but it was very hard to get to, like for any kid in Greenville. Like there wasn't, there's no way to walk or ride a bike. Like it was kind of, it was a good central location from a business perspective, but from a getting kids who don't have means of transportation, it was very hard. And so that was kind of one of the keys was we want something approachable. You know, the kids can, we have a couple of kids that come via swamp rabbit trail. Sometimes um, there are kids in the neighborhood. Uh, it's just much more approachable. And um, that was an important part of the location for us. Um, it also is really nice that it's close to our house as well. Um, but it does uh, pose some unique challenges. Uh, we've been broken into twice. Um, we've, uh, there's quite a significant homeless population, as you're aware of. We had an issue just this past week um, with a, a new uh, individual to the neighborhood. We hadn't seen him before. Not sure where he came from, but had some problems with him getting aggressive uh, towards you know staff and customers. And so that's the kind of unique thing. I think that's one of the things I would say in my previous life, I was not good at handling that kind of thing of like, you know, I, I think in general, like, a homeless population, you know, approaching people, I think it makes a lot of people feel uncomfortable. And so that's something that the location has gotten me much more comfortable with is, mm-hmm. is speaking to them, you know, not to sound crude, but like you understand pretty quickly how to like 
like someone approach you and understand like, does this person actually need help or is this person trying to, you know, get something from me? Because yeah. as you know, there's, there's homeless shelters. You can see multiple from Mountain Goat. There's a, there's a home quote unquote homeless daycare around the corner. You can show up drunk high and they'll feed you. And so, you know, there are resources. So if someone's looking for something in the neighborhood, you know, I'm always just kind of cautious as to, to what their story is and what they're looking for. So I would say that's the biggest thing is just, you know, we don't want to, we want to be a part of the neighborhood and that's a part of the neighborhood, but we want our staff to feel safe. We want our customers to feel safe and taken care of. And so that's, that's the challenge, the biggest challenge. But when we, you know, as you know, when we bought it, there was a fence around the whole place with barbed wire. And the first thing we did was cut that down. Um, I don't was, even remember that fence. There was a huge, oh, yeah. huge rolling gate across the driveway. There was, um, all the doors that are glass now were metal. Yeah. The, the windows beside the main door were like boarded up and like there was just nothing there. So I think, and you probably could speak to this, but like, I think it's much more approachable to the neighborhood. A story that I tell a lot is when we were renovating it, I say we, the construct, the con contractors would be there. I would come in at night and like clean up messes and make sure that like they were unblocked. And so I would be there and just open the doors and be painting or building the bar or whatever it was. And you know, homeless people would stop by and ask for stuff and I would talk to them. And then people from the neighborhood would also kind of stop and talk. And the really cool thing is that the people that actually live there were asking like, what is this going to be? And we would tell them like a coffee shop and bar. And they were like, no, like, do you think people will actually come to this neighborhood? <laughs> like, like they were literally asked, like, do you think people will come to this neighborhood and like stop and get a, get a drink? And we were like, yeah, that's the, I mean, we hope they do. That's the plan. Uh, and you could see there was like definitely like a little bit of a sense of pride and like just excitement that like, okay, wow, this won't just be like a pass through road. Uh, this could be something where people want to actually be a part of the neighborhood and not just run from the homeless people. So I kind of rambled there, but Chrissy, no, anything helpful. to add? Yeah. Um, well, I guess I would say about the opportunities that I see with Mountain Goat. Um, not only is our location important because we are within proximity of some of the kids that Goat serves in general, but also on the real estate side of things, we are like the Po Mill. Greenville is just growing. So for people that aren't familiar with Greenville, um, we're about five minutes, a mile and a half from downtown Greenville, um, like the center. And so Greenville has just been rapidly growing. It's on all kinds of lists of like top four cute cities. Um, <laughs> and so everything coming out from Greenville is starting to hit around where we are. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for the land that we actually are on, which we're, we're, um, also like we own, we own the buildings. That's another aspect of running this business that is important to us too, is kind of the long play too, of owning, owning this real estate. And there's apartments that are popping up everywhere and plans for a zillion things. And, you know, there's good and bad of both of those things growing, but I think, um, we're excited to get more people around where we are and, and kind of have more op like customer opportunities just in general. Yeah. Um, to recap, what I heard is the accessibility for the kids mm -hmm. and then a location that is admirable as far as growth. Mm -hmm. You're definitely in the trajectory of uh, the central business district expanding out to the areas, um, which I really like. And then just to highlight um, my point of view as far as community goes, we have the same issues in our neighborhood. Yeah. Like that you mentioned, they're the same challenges. And, and like, like you said, you knew where you were buying real estate. You knew where you were opening a business. We, you know, I think there are a lot of people that will call it the homeless triangle mm -hmm. because there are three, um, three different missions, Salvation mm -hmm. Army, Train Mercy and Miracle Hill. And 
And those were there and yeah. they need to be in this community. And we bought property within that. And I think most of our neighbors are really understanding of that. And then we're so appreciative that businesses like you open up for us and mm-hmm. for everyone. Um, but then occasionally you get somebody that's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you living here? <laughs> and why would you open a business there? And you're like, well, you don't have, you don't have to be part of this and it's, yeah. o- yeah. it's okay, but this is our choice. So just having expectations and, and, um, having people that, that support the idea of, you know, we can all be here and, and we're going to figure out how to deal with this and in a positive way. I like that. So thank you. Thank you yeah. for coming. And <laughs> I will say too, we, people don't say it to our faces as much to me and Ryan, but we definitely have had people that have kind of said without saying like, I will not be coming over to that neighborhood. Oh yeah. Like, Oh yeah. I don't, I don't feel safe bringing my kids there or, you know, like, do you have, have you had, like, I tell them where we're located and the immediate question is, have you had any issues with that location? Not like, how's your business going? (laughs) Totally. Totally. And a lot of those things, like we have, you know, there's a few, we have a great neighborhood where we're technically not a neighborhood, which, which I'm going to keep it that way with (laughs) with everything I can. But, um, by default, I've been in our little neighborhood the longest because we bought our house in 14. Wow. And, and so everybody kind of comes to me with problems. Every once in a while they come to me with like a solution, but most of the time they come to me with the problems and it's like, Hey, if you don't like it, like you moved here, you can, you can also move out, but this is what it is. And we're going to all work together to make it a little better. Um, but same thing, you know, yeah. we'll have some people that will, will say, mm, this is where you live. Yeah. But we love it and we're grateful. Well, if you ever want anybody to manage your HOA, Mountain Goat is willing to do that for you. <laughs> what? No. I'm joking. She doesn't want an HOA. No, That's don't what want she just, HOA. she's yep. saying. Yep. So definitely <laughs> don't want, um, don't want any more responsibility other than what I have. My (laughs) my name and my email address are on the city's website. So I get people that email me that say, can we manage your HOA? And I'm like, we don't have an HOA. Oh, interesting. Um, Anyway, just say mountain goat. We already have an HOA manager. It's mountain goat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So then, then you'll hire them for like window washing for the whole community. Yeah. There we go. It'd be great. Um, okay. So, uh, as a good segue, what are some examples of when you've seen the community rally around mountain goat? Um, I'll start with a quick story. Um, I right right after you guys opened, I uh, was just so excited. I, maybe it was a year after y'all opened, but I really wanted all of us to come up there for a food truck night. Mm-hmm. So me and Brian, we went around our whole neighborhood and put little like quarter page <laughs> flyers on and said, "Hey, we're you know we're going to this. It yeah. might have been a beer and gear. It might have been something, but um, we gave it to everybody and we're like, we're all going together as kind of a." If you're scared to try this place because of where it is, yeah. we're going that night yeah. too. Let's like, rally. let's break yeah. down some barriers. Let's walk across Shaw Street together, have a beer, and have some fun. And it was really cool because yeah. people still talk about, oh, remember when we all went up there? And so now people will try and do like a happy hour there with yeah. some of the neighbors. And so for me, it was just so nice to have a spot to go. Yeah. So yeah, I'd love to hear some examples of how the community has rallied around. It doesn't have to be our neighborhood, but just general community. Yeah. I mean, that's a great example. And I think it takes people that love, love us, love what we're doing to say like, Hey, come with me. You know, I mean, with any business, you think about new places that pop up in town. It's like, you're not dying to try somewhere, but if someone says to you like, Hey, let's go. You're like, okay, like Mm -hmm. I'm willing to do this. So I think that it's the word of mouth thing of just like people loving us and then sharing it and bringing people. Um, I will say that as far as the community rallying around us, one of the biggest times is 
the second time we got broken into and someone threw a rock through our glass door, the amount of people that reached out to us to just say like, I'm so sorry, what do you need? I mean, we had probably a hundred people that had just reached out like close friends and not close friends. Like, what can we do for you? Do you need me to come like help rebuild or, you know, like there was a, there was other damage in the building. And so I think just seeing that people really, I mean, it's just people caring about people when it comes down to it. Like, yes, they care about mountain goat, but ultimately it's people that know us and or know of us or are appreciative of what goat does or mountain goat and just, just want to be a part of helping to, to fix something that they see. And so we really had a lot of people that, that rallied around us for that, for sure. Ryan, do you have any other examples? Excuse me. Yeah. That was interesting because we've talked about this before, but I was out of town for that. And so like once I was in London and so once America woke up and realized what had happened, like the messages and texts that I got about, you know, can I help? What can we do? We had people ask, you know, cause he took a bunch of cash from the cash drawer and a bunch of people like texted and called like, how much cash did he take? Can I Venmo you? And like, you know, people trying to do that. And so, um, and just people that just showed up that day. I mean, it was, a, that was back when we were doing waffles just on Wednesday. And so that was a Wednesday morning. And it's like the amount of people that showed up to our boarded up front door, um, and, uh, bought waffles that day. So that was cool. Another thing. I do not remember cooking waffles that morning, but I know it would have been me. You definitely did. So, uh, one of Chrissy's gifts is blocking out things like that. So (laughs) I know it's really a strength. Yeah. Um, both good and bad things though. So I can, I can tell her like, like, remember we went to Greece for two weeks and she'd be like, I don't, but I bet it was fun. But we should go again since (laughs) I don't remember it. Yeah. Copiously. Um, the other, that, I mean, those definitely stick out. The other thing that sticks out is kind of like expanding on what you mentioned is like the biggest difference I think is when someone like latches on and then like, is like, let's, let me bring my circle into it. Um, and so I think that was key to our growth early on and like even still today. So like someone that's like, this is my thing. And like, do I have a, like a neighborhood or like my birthday party or things like that, or like ha- work happy hour. And like, they bring people and it's, it's funny. Like we're, we just like celebrated our like fifth birthday and a good friend of ours, Sean, had his birthday at Mountain Goat last week, and I met, like, one of his friends who's, like, a guy squarely in my age, like, kids my age, like, our demographic, uh, you know, lives right down the road in Greer, and he's, like, I've never been in this place. I've driven past it before, and it's, like, is this new? And, like, no, it's been here for five years, but, like, things like that, and so, like, if it was, if it's not for, like, people like Tabby and Sean, like, yeah. bringing their circles in, like, it, it's, that organic growth is just much harder, and so I think, like, because it is, like we mentioned before, like, people drive through the neighborhood it's like stopping is kind of rare and so I think someone being like hey let's go to this place and like Sean was telling him about the waffles and he's like I don't know what you're talking about it's like man okay so we need to like get you in here for a waffle it honestly makes me think of like how bad are we doing at marketing (laughs) that there's so many people in Greenville that don't know like I regularly have people that are like I mean we've been around for five years in Greenville I regularly have people that I meet like I haven't heard of that where are y'all located and I'm like I live in such a bubble, you know what I mean? Like I know what I know about. And I think it's also a lot of people that don't like, don't have social media because that's mainly how we put information out. But it's just so interesting to me how long it takes for some, for a business to establish itself in the community and then for it to be like a, a kind of household Greenville name, which it isn't yet. I think it is for some people. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think about like, okay, how do I reach those people that, don't use the internet really <laughs> for social media, but, but would be, you know, people that would rally. So that's kind of a tangent, but I'm like, 
If you have any marketing tips, um, <laughs> let me know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that <laughs> offline. offline. Um, all right. I want to get into some really good stuff for your listeners uh, about the two of you and about running a business and just about ideas. I think one of my favorite things with you, Chrissy, is I can, you and I can talk about a bunch of ideas mm-hmm. and it's okay if they don't evolve. Yeah. Like it's, it's not like, oh, you didn't do that. It's yeah. like, oh, that was a good idea, but we never did it. Or yeah. that was a bad idea. Glad we didn't do it. But one of, of course, probably all of our favorite ideas is the waffles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagine you've already talked about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I kind of want to hear from the two of you how, how it is working together and then how you guys balance each other in your partnership. Like, are you the ideas person? Are you the executor? I mean, I see you on Instagram building the things. Did you come <laughs> up with the things to build? So if you could just talk a little bit about your dynamic as partners, um, and then from that, we'll kind of flow into, you know, where you were to where you are right now and then, and then where you're headed. Mm-hmm. So dynamic habits, partnership, and then where we're going. I'll let you start. Oh, I was going to let you start. <laughs> I think the interesting thing, I, I mean, early on, for better or for worse, I mean, the, I, the initial, we've talked about this, but the initial idea was mine. Like, we're going to open this shop and it's going to do this and it's going to be very easy. Uh, and then here, Chrissy do all the work, but you know, that being said, like I would say even early on, like I was the ideas and then Chrissy was like having to listen to those and like act like they weren't stupid and then like support. Um, but I think we've like flipped lately. Mm-hmm. I think Chrissy has become the ideas and we talked about this on another episode, but like Chrissy's the ideas. I'm like the that doesn't sound like it's going to make money or like, that sounds like it's going to actually cost money. Um, but like, you know, how it is like, sometimes that's okay. Sometimes it's not like, if we're talking about selling trinkets, they need to not lose, lose money. If it's like a marketing effort or like a yeah. promotional thing, then like losing money is fine. But I, at this point it even, I might even like change by day. Yeah. Who's the ideas and who's the practical. I can see a big flip in myself. So yeah. I think for the bit first, and Tabby, you know this. I feel like for the first maybe three and a half to four years of Mountain Goat as it is now, my attitude was a general posture of resistance to the business. And I think that there's a lot that goes into that. One being, it was mostly Ryan who decided that this was going to start. Um, and he and he kind of just basically asked me for help and to jump in and do what I could. Um, another aspect being that we have two small children. And so balancing being a mom and also business owner that doesn't know, I had no experience in running a business and hiring and firing staff and scheduling and, you know, payroll and all this kind of stuff. So it's like the overwhelm that I felt for the first three and a half to four years was intense. On top of that, after like the one and a half year mark, that's when COVID hit. So not only were we dealing with those things, it was also how do we even get people to feel comfortable to come into Mountain Goat? (laughs) You know, like, I mean, and we're still coming out of that now of people learning how to be out again and and go to public places. And there's, you know, people have varying levels of comfort with it. But um, at this point, I think that the general public in South Carolina at least are comfortable going to restaurants and bars and coffee shops and stuff like that. But I I honestly don't know what the biggest shift in me was, but I kind of think that mountain goat, I like to say it happened to me. Mm -hmm. I feel like it kind of had to happen to me for me to realize that I do have strengths in this and finding what those are. So to your question, I would say my strengths are 
And this played out in other ways in my life. I, I would say that I do have strengths of a good leader. I feel like I can have good rapport with our staff. Um, they feel like they can talk to me. I respect them. They respect me. Um, I, it's very important to me that our staff especially feel like they have a life outside of mountain goat. I don't want their world to revolve around mountain goat because ultimately in the day, if they're only thinking about mountain goat or it's just not that, you know, they, they're not enjoying coming to work, then the rest of their life can't be happy too. And that's what I want for them. I want them to, to do what they want to do. And I, I also feel like I give our staff a lot of freedom that when this season of their life is over, that that's okay. That That for a lot of, you know, the joke is like you work at a coffee shop till you figure out what you want to do with your life. And that is the case for a lot of people. For others, it could be a career path for sure. But I want our staff to feel like, okay, it would be okay for this to be a season and I'm not going to leave on bad terms. And we have a lot of staff out there who still come back and love what we're doing and still support us in, in all the ways that they can. And so I do think leadership is one of my strengths. Um, I think that Ryan and I both have a, a lightness about us. Like we're pretty easy to be around in general. And I think that that has kind of permeated our, our staff culture as well. Like we don't do, we don't take ourselves too seriously at all. And I think that our staff feel that too. Like you can see it with like our themed coffee menus. Like we have a Gilmore girls coffee menu. We've had a Zoolander coffee menu. We had a vacation themed coffee menu. Like we want life to be fun. We want mountain goat to be fun. And I think that I do bring that, that strength to, to mountain goat. Um, Ryan's definitely the doer. I would say, like you said, he's, he's the one that's like, okay, I'm like, you need to put these shelves up. He's like, all right, I'll put these shelves up. I'll put it on my list. I might get to it in two months, but I will put these shelves up. <laughs> you know how that goes. The list is long. Yeah. Um, and it will, it will always be. Yeah. And so I also think Ryan's strength, we've touched on this before. Ryan's strength is staying cool. I'm so cool. Under, <laughs> under pressure and under like bad circumstances. Yep. One of the things I'm trying to figure out how to do, I've not figured it out is how to not let something bad that happens in the business or a problem take me down in all areas of life. Like if we have an issue, for example, we've, we just had, um, we had some paperwork issues with the department of revenue, department of revenue and just them. And I, it gets me down. Like it stresses me out. And I was like, Ryan, I need you to help me figure out something positive about my personality that I can't move past this. And he was like, it's that you care. I'm like, okay, fine. I care care too (laughs) much. Love it. My biggest weakness is that I care too much. Yes. That's what you do in all job interviews. Pose your opportunity as a strength. Yeah. Okay. So to recap on that, (laughs) I love that you both have your own version of that story. And yeah, I got to see it unfold real time in, in from small glimpses. Right. But this very much was Ryan's thing, and and Ryan did it, and Ryan led the charge. And I remember, but you had other um, maybe priorities. Like yeah. You were raising young kids. You had your own business. Yeah. You were doing travel, travel. Mm-hmm. and that came from a passion. You loved to travel. You yeah. loved talking about travel and planning travel. So you had your own things, and this was Ryan's right. thing. Right. Um, so I don't, like I don't, um, reflecting back on that time, I don't think it was ever a confidence issue or a, uh, I can't do this. Right. It was more of a, this is Ryan's thing and I have to do it. Right. Um, and eventually, at least again, from my outside perspective, it's now both of your things yeah. and you're crushing it. And it, it probably feels really good to, to have yeah. your own part of it and to be doing well. Yeah. 
um, versus just figuring it out because it's Ryan's thing. Yeah. Um, and I can reflect on that in, you know, in, in my relationship, we, I've started a bunch of businesses and Brian mm-hmm. will always help me with everything, but, yeah. but we've actually started a business together. Um, and I'm letting Brian lead the charge and his confidence is just growing tenfold because it's always been me pulling him along. What and is it, Tabby? I need to know. Yeah. Oh, it's a handyman business. Oh, All right. yeah. Um, so it's called, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Brian loves helping people. Yeah. Brian loves fixing things. And um, Brian has extra time, which is foreign to most of us. Yeah. But, but the dude just, he loves doing things for other people. And I'm like, you, you can do this more if you yeah. want. So our neighbors always call him and ask him to do stuff. That's so we awesome. officialized it. What's it called? Cadre Home. Cadre Home. Yeah. Oh, love it. it. Yeah. Yep. So you can go to our website and you'll see cute pictures of Koi and Leo. They're our customer service department. Oh, <laughs> cute. Yeah. So love if you have that. any issues. Um, but the, the point of saying all that, not necessarily a plug, but the point of saying all of that love is. Love that plug. For so long, it's me being the entrepreneur, me being the entrepreneur and him helping me and he'll do whatever I ask. Yeah. And I could see that, right? But it was never his. Right. Now that this is his and he's doing the work and he's figuring out some of the business stuff, it's fun because we're doing it together. Yeah. And I think that that, the point of this podcast is you guys are business partner partners. Yeah. And so the fact that you're doing it together versus one of you is doing it and the other one's figuring it out for that person is really cool. I think that was a big change. Yeah. I I wanted to see, I wanted to ask you, what do you think caused that shift in me? Because I really don't, I I don't, you know, I'm not very reflective. Well, that's true. So but I don't, I'm trying to think of what. Well, first off, I don't want to gloss over that. I've discovered there's now a handyman service within blocks of mountain goat. Yeah. So that's like oh, most he, of my job. So I might not even work at mountain goat soon. Brian um, would love to help you <laughs> wow. fix all the fences right? or do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Um, I, <clears throat> I think it's interesting. Like as Tabby was saying that, I think I was, I think it was maybe the first time I was realizing this fully, but like, Mountain Goat's like done the whole gamut, right? Like, so it was my thing. At first it was my thing that like you didn't even really help with. I like tried to shield you from it. And then it was like my thing that like, oh gosh, I need help with. And so I was like, you helping me. And then there was like a season, I think COVID, where it was like our thing. Like you were doing a lot. I was still like managing the staff kind of because like they were people that I'd hired. And then at some point, and it might be the waffles that were like the trigger of this, but like at this point I would say it's your thing that I'm helping with. Yeah. Like fully, yeah. it's fully Chrissy. Like I was in there on Saturday, as you saw, painting and like working on stuff. And like I used to be, it used to be the hardest part of working there and like getting other things done is like people being like, hey, Ryan, or like, oh, what are you working on? Like doing things. I was there on Saturday. Saturday, we had a line out the door all day and I saw not one person that I knew. Like no one knew, I knew no one, no one knew me. I'm just like painting, getting things done. And it's like, oh man, Chrissy's the face of this place. Like Chrissy's the, the waffle queen, the waffle queen of Greenville, as Mace, our daughter says. So I don't know that. I don't know that a lot of people would even know me still, though. I'm, I think I'm they, behind the scenes a lot no. more than you would say. I think that that is a new shirt <laughs> that you should make. What waffle queen, waffle, waffle king, waffle yeah. queen of Greenville? Yeah, well, I mean, you should have your own waffle queen of Greenville, mm-hmm. but and then waffle princesses. Yes. <laughs> yes. We do want a shirt that says never eat soggy waffles. So our kids have been into that song. They're yeah. like a song. You oh, know. It's a song. Like, yeah. Like the compass, you know, never eat soggy waffles. I do not know. That's how what? you, what? You haven't learned that? Know. You nope. never learned that as like Northeast, North Southwest. Southwest. Yeah, I get it. Never eat soggy waffles. I'm She's learning. Like, yeah. Real time. I'm learning. Like, <laughs> well, you might be getting a shirt soon. It's that South Carolina education yeah. system versus Michigan. So it'll be a waffle compass. Potentially. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. I've, I've thought about the waffle shape. Anyways, that's, that's another <laughs> I love it. I love it. I can't wait. Pre-order. 
<laughs> Sign me up. Sign me up. Okay, so that was a really big question. We talked kind of about how y'all evolved together mm-hmm. as business partner partners. I love that. Um, yeah, let's kind of head into what what where you're headed. Yeah. What's yeah. next? And we can do one year, five year, ten year, whatever you think. But Oof. but what are your visions? What are your hopes and your dreams? I'll I'll let Chrissy answer. But I want to. I'll start by saying like pe- when people ask me this, it's always like. It's always such an interest, like a funny question of like, what's your plan in five years? And it's like, man, five years ago, this didn't exist. Right. So like, we've like, this is like just the arc of Mountain Goat as like a shop is like so wild and ups and downs. And it's like, I don't know if I'm ready for five more years. Yeah. <laughs> I always say like, I want to make the choice to be open one more day. Like we're going to open our doors tomorrow and then we'll see how that goes and then we'll open the next <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, do the next right thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I relate. Um, I think that's a lot of raising young kids. Yeah, for yeah. Just do sure. Do the next right thing. Open the doors for one more day. Yeah. I, I like it. Um, so that's kind of the mindset I have to have. I'm also playing tennis now. <laughs> and so this is a side note, but did I tell you I was playing tennis? No. Go on. Um, please. <laughs> <laughs> and are you wait. sure it's not pickleball? Because like I think tennis is. She's playing tennis. No, I'm playing tennis. Like, is it real? Really tennis? <laughs> like, yeah. Are you sure you're playing tennis? Fuzzy, fuzzy, <laughs> fuzzy green. I don't know what that is anymore. It's just pickleball. <laughs> pickleball everywhere. Um, I am playing tennis, but it's kind of like I had my first match ever, and I the mindset I was trying to have was like, okay, that just this next point, I just gotta win this next point, <laughs> and it's like you know. Obviously, it gets to game, set, match. (laughs) Sports. Um, (laughs) I love sports. Um, But honestly, that's another side note of finding something that brings me joy outside of Mountain Goat has been really good for my overall Mm -hmm. well-being. Anyways. It's hard. It consumes you otherwise. Like, it's it's all we talk about or, like, think about. So now I'm just trying to get. Now she thinks about tennis. trying to get on the court. Um, (laughs) But anyways, the mindset of, like, (laughs) what? Like you're fascinated by me so, right now. So in my head, I'm like, how do we have a tennis tournament with waffles? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So my brain is just turning. Of, do we turn the field, the grassy lot next door into a tennis into oh, Wimbledon? Gosh. Wimbledon? <laughs> Grass courts? Yeah. Right? I mean, let's do it. Honestly? Honestly. Oh, gosh. That is a perfect... I tried it's to convince ideas. Ryan to do a pickleball court at Mountain Goat, like on the side there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no. All right. Well, that's another. There's idea not enough shot room. Down. Look, Tabby supports it. We have a net. We could just try it for one weekend. <laughs> we'll just right. try it. Okay. We could. Let's come back to this. We could just I do, do plywood. I do think a pickleball fundraiser would be legit. Okay, in our parking lot. Yep. Okay. Okay. Next. Um, one <laughs> so, point at a time. So yeah, I like back that. to okay. So one day at a time. So five years from now. Again, very hard to imagine five years from now, oh, yeah. but. The amount of idea generation that Ryan and I have from day to day. <laughs> this is a whole nother episode, but as you know, we had a waffle trailer last year. That was a great experiment, extremely prosperous. I don't know if that's the word you would say, but we brought I don't it, think that's what you meant. Profitable? Profitable. <laughs> but brought in a lot of revenue, but we looked at it and said, this is not healthy for our family and our life because of how much time it took. And it basically required both of us and staff. Stress, like, Cause Ryan had to pull the trailer mm-hmm. and it was just a whole thing. And we made that decision. And so we didn't do it this time. We did it farmer's market every single Saturday, summer, 2022. We did no, we did two or three events this summer and we were going to cut down on it, but we decided after a few weeks, like we just need to not do this at all. Um, Chrissy's not good at like sunk costs too, where like 
she like struggled all through the spring of this year. Like you could tell she's like stressed and it's like, she was stressed about like staffing and running the trailer. Mm -hmm. And she's like, we can't get rid of it because you spent so much time building it. And I'm like, I don't care. A lot of time on it. It was like his baby. Like he transformed it. And it was but like awesome. we, that can't be the reason we keep doing something is because like Ryan spent a couple months in the spring building this thing. Like we can still can it. So, yeah. so, <laughs> so all I have to say, you know what? We could be a circus by 2028. Who knows what we're going to Some be. days we are already. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that, I think that what I would like to see is we currently serve waffles until 11 a.m. every day. I think I want to be a waffles have become our thing. That's what people know us for. We serve great coffee. We serve great beer. They're not ours. The waffles are ours. I think if we could get to a point where we're serving waffles at all times during our opening hours, I think that that would be Mm -hmm. a goal for even honestly one year from now. Um, so that people could know they could come in at any time, get a fresh hot waffle with whatever toppings we have, you know? Um, I do think, I don't know what it's going to look like in five years. And I think if, honestly, I think if we're still at this point, but we're, we're getting to the point where we're, we have more profit and we're able to give more money to go, that would be the best outcome to me is like just continuing to grow to, for more people, like for me to be able to say to someone that I meet, like we, we own mountain goat and then be like, I know that not like, where are you guys located? Um, not that that's a bad thing, but I think that just becoming more of a stable community and becoming more profitable. I think that that is the, that's the goal. But for right now, one more day. And I think you'll, I think you'll resonate with this. Like one of the other challenges is like, you know, this from like the real estate side of things, like weekly, someone's like, I've got this opportunity or like, there's this, (laughs) there's this new development and like, they want a coffee shop or like location, your waffles would be great in this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and like a lot of them aren't even good. And like, and, and like, you know, like people are trying to like butter us up. They're like, we talk to all of our residents. They love to have your waffles here. It's like, you're saying that to all the girls, you know, like that's not, (laughs) but, but that's like, I mean, that's always, I think like when you talk about plans, that's always an option. It's like another look, like, do we look at a different location or like adding, doing something with someone somewhere else. And so like those are endless opportunities. And so really like getting through the noise and figuring out like, yeah. do we want to do that? And if we do when and where and how, so. Yeah. So Tabby, I think to wrap things up, just to ask you and what do you think would you say would make us successful in five years? So five years from now, <laughs> so it's, it's 2028 and you're talking about mountain goat and you're saying why. And this is on the record. So if it doesn't, yeah. If we if things don't improve, it's because of what you told us right now. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go big picture and then zoom in. Okay. So what I just heard you say, um, what I loved was you actually made um, your ideas measurable, like more profit to go to go, which is yeah. the reason you started this, right? Yeah. Right. And then throughout your conversation, you've talked about a healthy family. So number one, you're still married. Yeah. yeah. Number two, you have a good relationship with your kids. Number three you're flowing money from a for-profit business to your nonprofit. Yeah. And if all those, those things are in check and I see you out in the community or at the pool having fun, yeah, you're doing a great job, right? Like you said, business should not be life. Yeah. Like you have this business so that it supports the nonprofit and you know, it pays a lot of people's bills yeah. and it makes a lot of us happy because we get to spend time there. You're providing a, an amazing um, experience for the community. But, but what matters most is that y'all maintain a healthy relationship with each other Mm -hmm. and with your kids. And you continue providing this amazing service for the community in two ways. So, I mean, 
Yeah. You cool. guys have your work cut out for you. Yeah. That's it. That's all we got to do. That's, that's it. <laughs> Tabby, thanks so much for coming. Uh, it's good to see you as always, but also just uh, very nice to have your thoughtful thoughts around what we're doing. And um, yeah, we should do it again sometime. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Tabby. Thanks for listening today as we had Tabby Cooper on to talk to us about Mountain Goat and her entrepreneurial journey. And we're really thankful for the time that she gave to us. Um, As always, if you know of any couple that is running a business together, send them our way. And we'll see you next time on Business Partner Partners. Or hear you. Bye. See you here.